Hey everybody, it's Brad again, Steve on my right. Hello. Our guest Rick on my left. What up? Today is episode five of Hot Take from the Kitchen. It is April 23rd, so a little after eight o'clock in the evening. And we're going to get started here after some, uh, I don't know, but our email address. Hot take from the kitchen at gmail.com. H O T T A K E F R O M K I T C H E N. Hot take from the kitchen. I didn't spell that all right, but that's all right. I said gmail.com. I'm glad you still spelled it out, though. <laughs> uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram, so check us out there. We've also got had some feedback on Facebook, which we really appreciate. And I guess I'm still. Supposed to mention Matt Walker. Walkerhauser wants to come on the show. Doogie. Doogie, yes. Doogie lives in Cincinnati. He does. And he's, I think he's a personal trainer for a hospital. I think so. Something, <clears throat> something like that. But um, So our reach is growing. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing about Doogie is he's a fellow left-hander shooter. And then Doogie is, um, he like grew a foot in a summer. So it would be interesting to have him like, to just talk about it because I'm sure he's probably if he listens to this he'll probably chuckle but you know he was always like five foot four and he was just this little kid and then one summer he grew up like a foot and then all of a sudden he went from being this five foot four kid that shot the ball from his hip to six foot and then just then he just started really making it right so quite a shooter yeah I think at one point he had the Alpena high record for three pointers so. I was looking on the Michigan high school record being there, and he's in the top 20 or something. Yeah, so kind of crazy. Season or something like that. All righty. Well, let's get on with the show then. All right. All right. Tonight, to start off, we're going to do a new segment called Stack of Hot Takes. Sounds like a stack of hot cakes, but since we're in the kitchen, some hot takes. Well, we felt we weren't being, being very hot takey. No, we weren't. It was more just story time and stuff like that. So, so this forced us to be a little more hot takey. Yes. Make us live up to our name. All right. First hot take will be about artificial sweeteners being linked to diabetes and obesity. And all I got to say is, well, no shit. Really. <laughs> I think the problem with that is you don't know whether it's the um, if it's like the chicken before the egg, right? So is it the people that are overweight and they're trying to cut some calories, so they're drinking reduced calorie beverages? So maybe the, the you know it could like I said the chicken before the egg. So yeah. I don't know. I guess there probably is a generation now that is being raised on diet soft drinks, unfortunately. You know, I mean, but I know for me, I wasn't raised on diet soft drinks, although my mom. Probably when I was in my teen years, started drinking diet soda. That's when it's horrible. Yeah, it's no better for you. No, it's, no, it's, it's definitely not. It's, it's no better for you. And you know, and I read that article a little bit, and it's uh, the study between the two rats that two groups of rats that they did. They gave regular high fructose corn syrup for one group, and then the sweeteners for the other group, and both groups were jacked up. 
it was it wasn't like one did better than the other they were both jacked up and um they didn't really go into detail about what the the science was about it but some of the things are they think it just kind of messes with your your gut bacteria and your body just can't absorb it right and i guess we should say this study was done on mice and not humans yet so well i mean I guess. it's a hot take so i mean you're, you're gonna get a hot takes wrong by the way i don't did you introduce rick i said he was on my talk. okay this was, rick houchin is the third voice you're gonna hear tonight. was that was i not supposed to talk yet no you can't no you're i've, I've got on. so much to say i know i can't wait for you to jump I appreciate it all right, second hot take is on the roller derby. Alpina Shipwreck Alley Rollers starts this weekend against River City Renegades. I went to a couple of matches last year. It's actually pretty enjoyable. It's I think it's cool on a whole bunch of different levels. I didn't go to any last year. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go at least to this week. I know Allison's going with a whole bunch of her coworkers from work. So if you want to go, we can go. I was going to go see Avengers. Oh, my gosh. Which <laughs> That's we'll get to the next one. But anyways, um, but what I think it's cool is you took something on two different levels. The first one, it's, I think it's cool that anytime you take somebody that decided, hey, let's do something, and they flip and did it, which is awesome. Yeah. And then the other thing I think is what's really cool is I heard the community actually just came out for these events. Like, yeah, just packed the house. Yeah. So I like the fact that you had somebody decided, hey, you know what, I'm just going to do something. And then not only did they do it, but then the community supported it. Yeah. So I mean, last year it was just matches between the two Alpina teams. Yeah. So imagine what's going to happen when they bring all these other teams in. They've had – and they've had – they these girls um, – we're, I mean, all three of us, we know a lot of the girls that are on the teams and we're good friends with a lot of them. And I've done some personal training with, you know, one of the head girls and we've done some training with a lot of the other ladies that are doing it. And they're serious about it and they're putting time and effort and they're traveling to other tournaments around other cities in the state and they're learning and they're bringing people in. And um, it was great last year to see what they could do in year one when they were learning. And this year, um, if you went to see them last year and you go see them this year, you're going to see a completely different team because they're going to be gelling a little better. They're going to, um, they're going to, yeah, they're going to know the sport better. Um, some of them, I'm not kidding, have been in the gym and like training just for this and um, researching the sport you know, helping some of these ladies train, it's a sport. And they're taking some hits, and you come off, and they're bruised. And you you know, it, Did you bring out the rip trainer with them? Because <laughs> no one likes the rip trainer. I did it. I did it a couple oh, of them. Oh, my God. I like the rip trainer. Yeah. Well, you get it. So, like, hopefully there's a big show out this week for them. Um, as long as it's Saturday night in the evening um, at the Aplex. It's like the 28th, I think, right? Yeah. <clears throat> they have a couple others. They've already went and played downstate a couple weeks ago, and they're serious and they're ready to go. And they hope they have the same support they did last year. I think they will. At least I hope. And just you know, see why they were. So if you're listening, come on out. Yeah, Saturday evening. All right, our third hot take is about James Cameron, and he slams the Avengers because he wants people to stop watching the Avengers. So they can come see 
come watch his next four Avatar movies. I think that's just stupid. <laughs> You're going to say, oh, there's a big overkill on superhero movies, but hey, here's four Avatar movies that make no sense at all. <laughs> of course, I, didn't, I haven't seen Avatar ever, but it's oh big, giant blue people. Gary would whatever. be so mad. Tell us what you think, for real. And so, do you know my Avatar story? No, I don't know okay. if I heard that one. Do you know my Avatar story with Gary? Okay. So my Avatar story, I was in, I took a film course when I went back to school. And I met this kid, Gary Pakula, who I'm friends with now. And Gary loved Avatar. It was one of the first 3D movies and you know, all of that. And I remember every Tuesday, every Wednesday, I was not going to go to the movies. I had Wednesday night off, so we would go to the movies. And every Tuesday night in class or afternoon, he'd go, are you going to go see the movie? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go see it. He would just bang on me. And finally, he goes, he came into class that Tuesday. He goes, I have done good authority. This is the last week Avatar's there. You have to go this week. I'm like, okay, I promise. We'll go see it. And so he comes back and uh, he goes, dude, what did you think of it? He was so happy. He's, you know, Thursday in class, he's so happy. Like, what did you think of it? And I go, I didn't see it. He goes, what? I go, Allison wanted to see Leap Year. So we saw that instead. And you have to understand that I've picked on Gary a lot in my time and I've messed with him and I just really antagonized him. I've never, that's the maddest I've ever seen him. <laughs> you had him. He put both of his fists on the table, was pounding to the point where everybody in the class was stopping and they're like looking at it. Like, you have to be kidding me. I only asked one thing from you in this world and you can't even do it. And now it's gone and it's ruined and you'll never be able to get the experience. And, uh, I just love it. So now, all the time, I bring it up to him that, like, anytime I say Avatar, I think of him and how mad he was because I went and saw a leap year instead of that. Probably made a good choice of it. So my hot take on this is he's kind of right, which is what makes it kind of, like, the problem with comic book movies, right, is that they've been writing comic books for 100 years. So there's all this material out there that people can make a, quick, a cash a quick dime on. So <clears throat> it's more of just trying to figure out how are we going to make money in a chronological way from all these volumes of things, which, I mean, you read comics. I don't know if you do. do. I haven't in a long okay. time, and we'll talk more about that. But Right, but, I mean, the problem with comics, of course, is that, you know, some Batman dies, some he lives, some Superman dies, some he lives, some guy might die in a different way, he comes back. So, like... You can play with all these things. It's a lot of universes. Yeah, a lot of universes. So I can understand the whole thing, but one thing I don't like is that it did seem a little self-serving. I think you're correct. <laughs> it was, but I agree with him. He's like, there are other stories to be told. Tell other stories. Want to tell something besides that? Well, no, and I agree with you. Like, yeah, I was up with him until I got to the point where he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm coming out with four Avatar movies, and then this – Godfather remake, yes. and then which I can't wait for, by the way. But well, he compared the Avatar series to Godfather, yeah. and yeah. I was like, okay, I didn't get that far. In there. <laughs> you got like, that? You got that mad that you just quit? Yeah, I My read the headline. Like, no. I was like, eh, no, that's what he does. Eh, and that's what. As soon as I got to that point, I was like, well, what if the God? What if my Avatar series became like Godfather about family and about? And I was like, no, you're done. You're done, son. I, I like that you hit that. You're done, son. We have yet to work that in in four episodes. You're done, son. All right. Topic number four. 
the upcoming NFL draft this Thursday, which starts at eight. And Steve did a little mock well, draft with Peter King here. Not, well, I did it. It's not personally, but he gave the top five picks on Peter King's draft board, and then because Rick's a bronze guy, so that's what I did. You have two picks in the top five, right? It's five. The top four. Top, top four. four. One, one and four. four. Yeah. So what so, do you think is going to happen? I've got three scenarios in my head. All right. Because you don't know what the Browns are going to do. Never. Like, Can I make a guarantee right now? One, I'm going I'm, I'm to give you some scenarios, and I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen. Right? One is they're going to draft quarterback. I agree. Trade their number four pick down. Um, some of the stuff that I've seen, like to Buffalo, they'll still be in 12, but they'll trade it down and they'll get an extra first-round pick later. Um, you know, in the Browns, it's possible. But, like, um, I don't think so. The The easy choice is um, the kid from USC, Sam Darnold. And um, I, don't think, I don't think the Giants will take Barkley, but if he's there, I think they would take him number four. Um, that's, that's the safe pick. The other one is that I, I heard, um, just yesterday and knowing the Browns, I could see they do it and they're going to pass on a QB altogether and take that, uh, offensive lineman from Notre Dame, Nelson, mm-hmm. and then Chubbs for, I think it's going to come to this though. This is, this is where I think is going to happen. They're going to take. A kid from Wyoming, the quarterback, Josh Allen, and then they're going to take Chubbs at number four. I think anybody who turns down Barkley at this point, you're not going to get a lot of years out of him, but I think he is that good that you can't let him slip out of the top four or five. But So my buddy runs an ESPN show in Virginia, yep. and um, he posted, they posted, um, they wanted to do a mock draft kind of like we did UFR. And they were looking for people to take teams. So on draft day, they're going to call. The producer's going to call me. So I took the Giants. I got the number two pick. Because I said, if you do it early, I should be able to make it. So he was like, okay. So um, I originally had the Giants since I'm the Giants. And I, I don't think – say I think Brock Cleveland's going to take quarterback first. Yeah. So I originally had um, the Giants taking Chubb. Because I think he's the – the most talented player in the draft. And and that's what, I mean, with them getting rid of JPP, um, they do need an end. So I kind of like that, but Saquon Barkley, either of those guys, I think, I mean, Saquon Barkley is pretty special. Yeah. I wish the Lions could trade up for him. But Mm. so quickly, I, I wrote down, who do you think, what do you think? Maybe I'm not saying a player, but what do you think as a Detroit fan? Would you like to see the Lions do with that first round pick? They need help everywhere, but they could. I think if they could find a way to get a running back, either through trade, trade up in the draft, or trade away the pick for a running back. Well, your LSU kid's supposed to be be available, and then uh, the second running back from Georgia. Yep. Both of those guys are possibly available. The one that I saw that was popular is the game momentum is that um, kid from Alabama, that defensive end, which we need to tackle. I'm sorry, defensive tackle, which we need to tackle desperately. But you're right, there are some significant holes we have to fill, and it'll be interesting to see what Patricia does with his first draft. 
Well, yeah, that'll be interesting. But go back to the Browns thing. Ooh, my yeah. hot take. Okay, here. I like it. All right. My guarantees are going to screw it up no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're right. Come on. You're right. No, no, man. This, I'm, I'm hopeful this year. They're starting to put pieces together. They're early season trades. I'm telling you. All right. They're going to well, win two games next what year. What I think they should do is take Bradley Chubb, number one, keep their fourth pick, take a quarterback, not the quarterbacks anybody's talking about, take Lamar Jackson from Louisville, who I think is the best quarterback in the draft. Listen, just I think that we could talk about that maybe for a different time, but it really is interesting to bring up about why it seems like there's a stereotypical first-round draft pick. And then you look at, like, Deshaun Watson um, and how different things have happened and whether or not who's good and what's what. So I think that you make yeah. it – I I don't think Lamar Jackson's a bad quarterback. I think he, he very well might be, the in the beginning, the best quarterback. I think the problem with a, a mobile quarterback in the NFL is your first two or three years, the defenses don't know how to plan for you. So they're just like absolutely just like, I don't know how to stop you. But once they figure out what you're good at and what you're not good at and how to stop you, then that quarterback has to get better. And if they don't get better, then you see a fall. Robert Griffin III is a great example of that. Part of his game is what makes him good is both parts of his game, right? The running and and the the passing, obviously. In the NFL, they're going to take that running away eventually. And is he good enough to just win passing all the time? He's a good quarterback. And I think I'm not with these guys who say, hey, he should play wide receiver. No, man, he, he deserves a shot as yeah. as a quarterback. He He's good. And um, I think he'll go somewhere as a quarterback. but. I don't think I don't know if he has the longevity as a quarterback. Meaning, well, can you win just well, do you just want passing? To pass up on the next Michael Vick. Well, that's the problem. Is, <laughs> I mean, that's a great point. You're right. Michael Vick You're and right. Cam Newton are two great examples yeah. of quarterbacks that have given great stats and are definitely changed that uh, changed the franchise with a quarterback play. But they got their ass beat on the outside, and I don't know if you want your quarterback to do. But at the same time, quarterbacks get hurt. I mean. Matt Stafford spent his first three years in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, it can um, – and I don't know. It, it, it doesn't matter. And, like, this is from a diehard Browns fan. It doesn't matter what quarterback they pick. It's – you know their record. They've had, like, 20 different starting quarterbacks in the last eight years. I mean, I'm just – Comes on that more things than just the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, um, quarterbacks are a tough one to draft. Yeah. And <clears> – <throat> Whoever they're going to play is playing behind Tyrod this year, and I love Baker Mayfield. He's no, I can't stand him. I just think I, I I just like anyone that has that attitude, and I mean that's why I liked Manziel. That's why I like Mayfield. I understand there's holes in their games, especially when they're undersized like yeah. that. And I think that is a bigger, more of an issue than shorter quarterbacks care to admit. Oh yeah, you know they don't want to admit that, yeah. but especially at the NFL level. <clears throat> so but yeah. he'll play somewhere. I mean, they'll all play somewhere. Um, they're all they're all really good, but I think the best NFL shot is either the kid from Josh Allen or Sam Darnold. I think those are the best. I like it. Longevity. We'll find out Thursday. Yep. So all we can do is wait now. 
right. And now we're going to let Rick talk about himself, what he does, school, background, whatever he wants to talk about. And Rick, go ahead. What do I do with my hands? I don't know. I was on a spaceship. I'm on a spaceship. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Um, I, uh, Ohio boy, born, raised, don't hold that against me. Like I said, we could, we can come from the other side of the tracks and still be friends. Um, left home at 18, joined the Coast Guard, traveled the country, um, ended up here 12 years ago. Um, this month, 12 years ago, and worked here in town, worked down in Taos, and I retired from there, and um, now I'm a trainer and an all-around fun guy up at the Bay Athletic Club. I've known you guys for, man. A New York minute. Yeah. It's been, a minute. it's been a minute or Five, two. Six. I don't even remember how we how we met. Probably through Eric. Probably. Probably. Well, I mean, you were a trainer, right? Yeah. So no, I think I, met, I think I met you guys before then, though. Yeah, I mean, we met you, but I mean, I think you were probably trained still, though. But the first time I remember really hanging out was that one back home. Grace. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That was yeah. a long time ago. Well, it was a long time ago, but I think that was the first time I ever hang out with you or I met you. Yeah. But then when we all started working out, I think that was probably it. <clears throat> yeah, and that's how... The love affair was born. Romance. <laughs> Romance. Just yeah. there. Guy love. Can't, guy love. Can't be guy love. <laughs> well, it really is yeah. interesting. We talked about this with Eric. Yeah. How you can have somebody that, I mean, we, no, it could be because we're relatively, you and me and Eric are relatively close. Yeah. Brad's a little bit younger than us, but I think hanging out with me and his brother forced Brad to have some things that maybe, or exposed to Brad to some things maybe people a little bit younger than didn't. But yeah. I mean, fact that you know tribe called quest yeah i mean what what midwestern white kid in ohio didn't know well i mean <laughs> come on that's <laughs> sing, they were singing right to me yeah <laughs> all about your damn life <laughs> no it's it i mean you you just i think you, you kind of come together and the you know when you're all that same age and then you'll have a few of the same interests and then it's just easy to just kind of bloom from there then you know we start talking about like we can talk about golf or we can talk about baseball or football or photography or you know cars or whatever and it's um it's kind of all good because you you have some sort of common ground and if you don't you just bust chops until and we're comfortable with each other too i think which helps yeah yeah that's cool and that's me like in a nutshell like I like doing fun things. I like being outside. I like, like Michigan. I don't think I don't want to ever move back to Ohio. I'm like Ohio's good, you know. And I tell I tell all my Michigan fans like you can't judge uh, you can't judge Ohio from that seventy five corridor, like from Toledo to Cincinnati. If everybody in Michigan just sees that, that is miserable, right? Or eighty to ninety. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I mean, Ohio's truly a uh, and. It, it, a rust belt, rust belt kind of state, but you start getting down in um, the southeast or even in the center, the center part of the state. It is, it is um, gorgeous. It's not northern Michigan gorgeous. It's in its own kind of thing, you know, wow. farms and rolling hills. But it's where I grew up, right there on seventy-five. And I mean, you know, it's just factories and. Do you get over by Marietta though? Yeah, it is gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely it is. gorgeous. It is. Um, 
just as gorgeous. I mean, a different type of like it is a different type of gorgeous, but it is very pretty down there. And the amount of soybeans. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous! <clears throat> just fields and fields of soybeans. It is for miles. It's kind of it's money, man. You see that stuff, oh, yeah. you know, it's money. My, um, I think you guys know this, but maybe some of the listeners don't know, but the Jacobsons are from Ohio. So um, <clears throat> my dad's side of the family all in Ohio. That's why my daughter, I don't want to say that's why she's in Ohio. Um, it's probably why we were so comfortable in yeah. Ohio because she does have some family around her. So if she ever did get super out of trouble, at least there's someone there that she can call on and say, hey, I need help. Or I can call and say, hey, can you get to her in 10 minutes? I can't be there for yeah. six hours. So. Um, all that and there's similarities <clears throat> similarities like you go you know what is like the first time i went to detroit i'm like oh my god this is this is freaking cleveland this yeah, is this is cleveland. i can see that you know what i mean and that's why i think those cities kind of have different rivalries it's, it's the same thing like you walk around cleveland an old industrial town trying to remake itself into something different and then you walk around downtown detroit you see the the same thing and so um, the they're like almost using the blueprint of Detroit. Yeah, building some casinos. Yeah, um, and trying to just a little bit at a time, concentrating around their waterfront, yep. which I think is smart. Um, but Cleveland has some things that are you know specific to Cleveland, and I think they should market that. No different than Detroit has its things that are specific to that. You can, you have anything to say about Ohio whatsoever? How many times have you been to Ohio? I've been to Other Ohio than driving through twice. What have you done in Ohio? I went to Toledo with Steve one time. Okay. And then I went to Six Flags over by Cleveland. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. No, that's um, Cedar Point. No, there's a there is a there's Six a, Flags. There's there. a Six Flags over there. Yeah. No. By Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're in the Cleveland area. Oh my gosh, I've never <laughs> even heard of that. I've never even heard of that. I think it's by SeaWorld, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the yeah. SeaWorld's not there anymore. Well, but... What was that? Yeah. Sort of like, <clears throat> and they right were right next door to each other. Did you ever go to Jaga Lake? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> My parents I mean, took me to Jaga Lake. Time. It was like as kids, man. I caught a sunfish there. Yeah. I have a picture. That picture of me with a sunfish, it's at Jaga Lake yeah. with my parents. There was, there was so... I mean, I'm one of eight kids, you know, and there were so many that we didn't go on lots of big vacations, but so we do these kind of like I do now, you do these like weekend excursions just to go somewhere and you load everybody up in the war, the war wagon and you go do things like that. And those are things that you kind of, you kind of remember. And yeah, you're this cane pole holding up this big, <laughs> I did the same thing. You know, like, ah, like playing it at my sister and stuff like that. Yeah. It's uh, those are good, good memories, man. All right, now we're going to talk about our passions and following them. It may seem easy, but there is a reality to it. I know Rick has a passion for photography. Steve has a passion for photography and flying his drone, so it's kind of cool. Your drone. I sort of have a passion for running. It's what I like to do most. And I guess... Following it is I just go out and run. I take in God's glory each morning, even though it's hard to see sometimes. I do like running. 
problem is I burned myself out on running. Like, and that's the whole thing. And I, you know, I keep thinking about, I really, and I miss it a lot. And believe it or not, the thing I miss most about it, which sounds terrible, is I'd have an hour to myself. Yeah. And like, I think that's probably why I went running so far away. Like, I would show Allison would look at the map, like, what are you doing out on a Wessel Road all by yourself? You know, and I'm just like, it's like perfect. You know, it's that just to clear your mind, you just think about, or it's, in some certain cases, it was nice just to focus on what I was supposed to be doing at that moment because at a certain level, the pain or whatever kicks in and you just have to kind of focus on what you're doing and it made you forget about 800 other things you have going on in your mind. So Yeah. That's why I ran yesterday. Freaking algebra, man. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I shut it. I remember I used to, we, I mean, we all used to talk about running all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think Eric still runs and I, we know Brad runs, but I've gotten away from it and you've gotten away from it a little exactly. bit, right? And um, I'm out there running as much as, as, as much as a struggle it was. Um, I'm just like, man, it's, it feels good to be out here. Just sun is shining. You're moving. Um, you just, those, C squared and quad radicals and all the stuff was just flying out of my head and you just kind of feel relaxed, right? And you have that <coughs> minute to yourself. And I don't know if I could ever get back into it like I used to. Like, yeah. you know, we used to all do races quite a bit and this and that. And I don't know if I'll ever get back there again because I, I kind of burned myself out on it too. Um, but it was nice to get there and, and go on. I don't know if I ever have a passion for it. Good for you, Brad. Teach their own, right? I'm good at it, and I like it. Yeah. I'm not going to win races or anything. It just feels good to get out there. And I, I miss my heart rate like because I give blood, right? <laughs> and I remember when I used to give blood, I'd go to that Red right Cross person, they, I, they'd take like, my plus, and they would go, your heart rate's at 58 right now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's when my normal heart rate is normally like. It's just oozing out. I'm like, are you all right? I'm like, well, I run, you know, because I wasn't, I'm not skinny by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. So when they were like, but, but I do run, so I'm like, okay, I guess. And even now, my heart rate's still under 70. So even when I get, yeah. they're still like, that's pretty good heart rate. And they're like, well, thanks. I'm like, it's probably all that misery I put myself through. <laughs> what I love about running, and I, I know that, Brad, you've told me this before, is, Anybody can do it. Almost anybody can do it, right? It's mm-hmm. like, and you don't have to start out running. You can, you can walk. You can brisk walk. You can do the crazy power walk thing. You, you get yourself a pair of shoes and go. You don't have to have these fancy workout clothes. You don't have to have these hundred dollar pair of yoga pants to go to any of this weird stuff. You put on a pair of shoes and you just get out there and go. And you can explore your town. You can explore. I know we have friends. I, I've talked with Tracy and Eric. I know when they go to different cities, that's how they love to explore cities. Like they will go for a run in these new cities. And um, I've done the same thing. And it's it's just a great way to, I mean, take care, take the healthiness out of it. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to just get outside and do something for yourself and clear your head and just experience, experience things. And so. Biggest thing I've heard people is like, I can't run the whole time. It's like, well, you don't have to. No. I think that's the two biggest myths I have on running are one, that. That's the biggest myth. And you is run for a minute, then walk for a minute. It's like, yeah, you work like, yourself into it. Or if you ran, a, like most people when they run these half marathons, like Aaron, Tracy, all, all of us, we didn't run the whole thing. When you stop at the aid station, you're, you're walking and you're, you know, taking a sip of water. And you're, some people will shoot a goo or whatever they're going to do. 
you're not you're usually running, or if you're not, you're not running very hard for those moments. And the other thing is, I think people really get wrapped up in running for some reason, and it's probably just the way this world is, is people think that people care what you're doing. Like, oh my God, I just ran, I was the last, yeah. or I was, you know, I ran my mile in 15 minutes, and they're like, oh, that, people don't care. Like, the, the other runners just simply do not care what you're, you know, they care if you finish that you're okay and good for you that you came out, but they're certainly not, you know, I mean, of course there's going to be some arrogant prick in the group. Yeah. Not everybody's going to judge you. Yeah. But it's not nothing like people. I tend to think they, most of them are there going good for you. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Good for doing something for yourself or good for, thanks for joining us. We want this running club to be bigger or whatever it is. And, um, yeah, that the running community is actually pretty good on that. And um, I think if people, you know this, when you talk, you, people just get stuck in their own head and yeah. insecurities. And if you could just break them out of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and expose them to something different, which kind of gets into doing something you're scared of and stuff. I will say another thing that's nice about running around here. There's two draw. There's a one drawback, which I'll say, but you can run anywhere around here, and it's so pretty. I mean, yeah. whether you go in the river, whether you go in and run along state the lake, you want to go out in the trails. Any of the trails we have here, or out to Rockport, you can run in so many different types of you know places, and it's just amazing. Yeah. You can do it every time. It almost get like a different you know feel to it. Yeah. But the one thing I do not like about running around here is it's flat. So if you go somewhere where you have a lot of, yeah, incl you know, incline, <clears throat> it's tough. Unless you want to drive out to Spruce. Well, that's what I did um, a trail marathon outside of Mackinac City a few years ago, and that's what I did to go get some hill training. I just like once a week for three weeks, one run out there outside of Spruce. It was it was miserable. It was horrible. I mean, like you know, it was hard, mm -hmm. but it was a great run. I mean, you know, 20 minutes away, but it's not the same as just walking out your door. And I think Tracy running. said that the best tip, I get, the tip I always got from Tracy was you know, walk up the hill. Yeah. Yeah, take up the hill and walk it, and then just, go. of course, Tracy just sprints up the hill, yeah. which we all know that. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was a really good tip because I've used that on really big hills, like um, the Crim. Crim's yeah. a great example um, that's really hilly. There's that one big hill, and you just you walk up that, and you just run the rest. And, so, cool. anything else you're passionate about? Anything. What about dreams? Really? When people talk, tell me about passions, I don't think like I don't think I don't think hobbies so much. Like, what do you like? What 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 keeps you up at night? What's, what's, what stirs your soul? Right? That's a, that's a weird that's a weird phrase. Okay, let's let's put it this way, and I'll, I'll tell you, I, I will tell you mine in a minute. I'll tell you mine in a minute. But like, if money wasn't an issue, and your current career wasn't an issue, right? What would you go? This is what I was meant to do. On an NBA team. Okay. I do like that a lot. <laughs> I could own a sports team. I mean. Yeah, I would absolutely love it. Why? Would you be like Mark Cuban, or would you be like um, more? I wouldn't be as outspoken as Mark Cuban. I would try to be fair. You would be worse. 
Because you wouldn't say anything. And then, no, like, no, everybody was wondering what I was saying. You'd be on Sports Center every morning and you'd be like this. You just have the blank face and they'd be like, what's Brad thinking tonight? I just sit there, straight face. Nothing. Why do you want to, why would you want to own a sports team? I love sports. Just love yeah. watching sports. I always thought owning a team would be awesome. Cool. Something awesome. But, I want to own something. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be Well, owning something that becomes your baby. Yes. You know, and you want to nurture it and grow it. So I can, I get that. That makes sense to me. So maybe start small with a running store and work my way up. Be big time. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how do you make your way up to owning the Pistons from starting a running store? Well, they're talking about maybe Gore selling the team. What they really want is um, Snyder and Gore's to switch because Snyder's invested so much in downtown Detroit and that really his dream is to win the Pistons. Yeah. This was on Joe and Jacoby. Yeah. And then um, and somehow they could get Gore's to then go over to Cleveland, but they say it's not going to happen because, you know, yeah. Um, we'll start you a GoFundMe page like to help Brad buy the Pistons. I do enjoy taking pictures. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what I enjoy the most, so I figure it out is I definitely like helping people and it doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, I enjoy helping people, whether it's just, you know, helping someone with a math problem that they're I'm two hours late to, or, you know, we both help each other move, move furniture. We've moved a lot. You've moved me a lot. Or some of the bigger things I've been involved with lately, which is, you know, um, been pretty lucky in that way so um if i could do something it would be something like that i've always said that it would be amazing to kind of run a nonprofit and be able to help a lot of people uh the problem with that of course is that most of the time you're not the money isn't there you know and um we're trying to make that dream come true well i mean <laughs> i don't need to be rich by any stretch yeah. of the imagination but the, the reality is i have three kids of course one's out of college the other one's in college, and of course, I got one in high school still, and you know, my wife's still young and just kind of starting her career, so I have a ways to go yet. So, I mean, like, to be able to, you know, we've kind of reached a certain point in our lives where we're, things are kind of comfortable, and now to be able to kind of take a step back, that would be difficult. What got you into photography? Honestly, there's two things. One, be like the Jacobsons always take an enormous amount of photos, and I think my daughter kind of laughed at that until yeah. so she met my Uncle Richie. And then when we went down there to visit my uh, cousin, and she met my Uncle Richie, who is my dad's brother, obviously. And he took, like, five pictures of you know, the same shot. And she's like, okay, I get it. I'm like, that's just – and, of course, my uncle always sends pictures. So those that type of thing was always ingrained in me as a kid. Like, when my mom passed, she bequeathed the family – picture collection to me which is now sitting in my, our second bedroom and it's huge it's all these old pictures of me and some of them i shared because and i also share them because they're when you go through them they're absolutely yeah. they're ridiculous but um yeah i i do enjoy it and you know i i don't enjoy just such i, I you know I, I enjoy landscape like you mm -hmm. but i really enjoy taking pictures of people i just am not really in that place where i'm ever like I always feel creepy taking pictures of someone where you're like, why are you taking a picture of me? So I don't do it very often.
<clears throat> which is honest truth. So that's good. But at the same time, we didn't ever want to do it for money because no. the pressure right, of photographing someone's wedding is intense to me. Like, yeah, I've talked to a couple photographers, you know, just picking their brain, and I've asked them that, and they're like, it's it's one of the most stressful things that they do. Was like, because that's their day, and yeah. that's their. Like, <clears throat> and I'm like, no, never. It's. I'm sure it's rewarding. Yeah. Once you get it, and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And that's probably going to feel really good and that payoff, you know. But to be able to just, it's a lot of responsibility. Maybe it's because, you know, I can empathize with that, like what a big day that is. So I would want to do, give them what, you know, Alice and I were extremely happy with our wedding pictures. They were, we spent a lot, but they met our expectations. So, um, and then even until now, we look back at them and, we were very happy with it. Yeah. So. That's good. What about you? Um, it took me a while to get into it. Like I knew it was always something I wanted to do. And um, I think it kind of led back. Like I think I told, when I was growing up, like I like telling pictures or telling stories with my pictures, right? Like mm -hmm. um, I'm not great by any means. I've probably just been doing it um, a couple of years and started with a phone and then just bought a, just like a middle of the line Canon picture or Canon camera and um, I like taking pictures of people too like candid ones you just like don't pay attention you're just going around and landscape is um, those are fun ones to do but they kind of get boring here and there and we've talked but I like telling stories and stories for me is um, I like telling stories period and mm -hmm. it kind of goes back to um, I was like I told you, one of, you know, I'm one of eight kids and my mom and dad were great, but they had eight kids and my dad was this, this great, great guy and loved all his kids, but to get his attention, man, you, the greatest thing you could do was tell him the story and make him laugh. And so <laughs> like, if, if you got your dad, got my dad's attention through a story or through making him laugh, right. Um, you know, it felt great because he was paying attention to you. Not because he was a bad guy, because the kids were freaking everywhere. You oh, know, yeah. that's right. And so it just kind of played over and I get older and I start just writing like just different journals. And then I start wanting to tell stories in different ways and telling stories in different ways. Um, and then, um, you know, some things happen in life and I needed a different outlet to kind of deal with um, deal with some some mental health issues and I said you know what it's time to do it it's like it's worth the money to kind of take the next step and so I started just small and then like okay how can I tell pictures or how can I tell stories now right doing this and I enjoy the fact that it forced me it still does mm -hmm. forces me to get out and just yeah. fresh air and do something I think that's why I enjoy the landscape photography it forces me to do that, you know, and kind of get out. <clears throat> you see the world through, and it's almost like cliche, you see the world through a different lens, mm -hmm. right? So when you're looking through there, and this is, this is a guy who does this as a hobby, right? right. And I'm telling you, it's like a beginner, but what draws me to it and what keeps me on it is you look through that viewfinder and you see a tiny little view of the world and it brings it down and to be able to capture something and tell a story just through that tiny little little square um is engaging the mind and then um also a little when you know i know i like this but when we start talking about sharing like 
I share more pictures with you than I do anybody else because you're a safe place. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like when we start talking about fears and what, yeah. like, listen, we start putting stuff out there. When we did that art in the loft thing back in, was it May of last yeah. year or whatever? I was terrified. Yeah. Like, this is this is stupid. Like, I've only been doing this for a year. Why am I putting this out there? And like, what if they don't like it or what if they don't like it? How I composed it or what if, you know, I, because I edited it. Like, it was, I wanted it to look old. And so it already was old, this, this playhouse I did. But I took some of the colors out of it and did this. And it was um, my personal view of what I saw, right? And um, getting, doing something that is, brings you joy and happiness, but then when you start sharing it with somebody, you're like, now, okay, now this is scary. It's scary, right? Yeah. And when you kind of can get over that hurdle, it's liberating and you're like, okay, right? You don't like the picture I took? Well, it's good, like, it's cool. Mm -hmm. I love it, but it might not be for you or you might love it. And I kind of got a little off topic there, but um, it is what kind of drew, drew me to it because for so long, I was one of those people. I think a lot of us are everything. I had to have everybody like me or everybody like everything I did. Yeah. And now that is one thing that kind of helps you. Well, it's certainly liberating. And when you can, you don't feel the need to have to please everyone. Yeah. Because that, that burden is very intense. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. We just lost it, didn't we? It does that last time. Oh, no. Good. Woo! The technical difficulty we had last time, we sidestepped. Oh, I'm so happy. So. All right. Yeah. Talk about fears. That was a fear. Yeah. I just want to say you two take some beautiful pictures. Oh, oh man. You're so There's nice. nothing to worry about. You're such an ass kisser. Well, we didn't tell you that, like, Tonight we're going to do some tasteful nudes of you, like the tastefully done. Those the, are really uh, beautiful. The uh, the George Costanza laying on the couch. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <God>. <laughs> we'll post those to Brad later. Oh, <laughs> I want that. I don't have tidy ways, so I can't do that. It's all right. Well, it's all right. Dollar stores right around the corner. I'll get it for you. We'll they get close it for you. Nine, so. <laughs> all right, cheers. Well, I think this kind of goes in a weird we touched yeah. on it, which I knew yeah. it would get there because I think that's the problem with pursuing your passion sometimes is that usually there's a reason or something kind of holding you back a little bit. What I didn't kind of talk about, you know, which we've touched on and talking about that. And, um, you know, it's it's definitely interesting. It holds you back. What are you going to do? What are you going to, what's holding you back from owning an NBA team? It sounds like, no, listen, and I'm using, I'm going to use that for, code for whatever else you might not want to share right i mean nba team is, is it's money right for the most part but like what is if you sit and think what is holding me back from changing careers or um moving to a different town or doing this or doing that like well right now moving yeah. to another town is i just bought a house yeah you know right. yeah I'm i mean it's, gonna, it's all right it's time to sell after two months but no we all have those things in our head, Brad. I think was my biggest, not really a fear, my biggest fear is public speaking. So as people yeah. probably can see, I don't like to talk, but what's really holding me back is a lack of self-confidence in myself. I know I 
have it in me to do stuff. Okay, well, I'll be here when you need me. Shut up, Alexa. <laughs> that was classy. Kind of, <laughs> it's even better. It's just, I don't have something in me that's like, all right, you're going to go do it. You're going to do it now. Well, I think, okay. And I think that thing that pushes people is a different thing for every person. You know, some people experience a loss and a loss of a loved one, and they're like, I'm not going to waste any more time. Some people get sick. They have an illness, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to waste any more time. And so, you know, sometimes it takes that push to do those things. You know, for a while there, I know we talked. Let's, I mean, we can – I don't think this is a news um, or secret. But you've talked about moving for a while because you were really trying to figure out what career was right. And then it was salary, job, happiness, and all those things you were juggling to be able to come whether you wanted to put down roots somewhere. Like buy a house because that's a that's a big step because you've committed to LPN now for at least a short you know for a foreseeable amount of time now so um, no I I get it it's tough you know we're all that way this is just from I love talking to people and when we have conversations like this with just friends or when um, when I travel and you just talking with people in general that's a common theme like I'm scared to take that next step. I, I'm not good enough for that, or I'm not good enough for that, or I'm comfortable. Like this is this is this is safe where I'm at right now. This is safe, and then we're always dreaming about what we want to do and dreaming about like, all right, I think this this career, this next step would like fulfill me, and this was this is what I want to do, and this is what I was made to do in, in my life. But where I'm at now. It's comfortable because and I like comfortable. Yeah, right. And you see, you I hate comfortable. I have this problem where, like, if I get too comfortable and I get too rutted in, it just drives me yeah. insane. Like, I have a real hard time with it, you know. And I just, and I know that about myself. And I just, and I, I fight it a lot. I do because you know, um, not that I needed to wake up something different every day that's not what i'm saying but um like what you crave you know i i tend to thrive you you thrive in order and comfort i tend to thrive in chaos like i tend to work best off the cuff on the fly oh my god what's going on here oh i'll figure it out that's that's kind of my wheelhouse and then i think there's a certain amount of when it becomes mundane i tend to you just focus. Yeah. You just focus. I can understand that. There's somewhere in the middle. Like, I, I used, I mean, in my Coast Guard, everything was black and white in the Coast Guard. Black and white. Like, mm -hmm. it's this or this, this or this. And when I retire, I've been now almost four years, there's so much gray, right? Oh, yeah. And gray just freaks me the F out. Like, I don't know how to deal with gray. I still, I can deal with black and white, but when you start dealing with gray and like, if I do this, this, you know what I mean? And so when you get in those comfort zones and he's great and you're not great, like I'm, yeah. What do I do? Well, and, I think you, know, you know what I mean? It's not, that wasn't a literal question, but like. I thought what you've done over the, you're the first person I've really ever met that has kind of that I've been close with that's retired from the military. And I always thought that had to be so crazy when you grew up doing one thing and essentially the government tells you what 
to do. They told you where to be, what you're doing, how to think, all that was told for you. Then all of a sudden it's like, it's all gone. And, and just like one day you woke up and it was just no longer there. And I thought, man, that I always thought that would have been extremely difficult. It, it was. And I, I mean, I think I've dealt with it a lot. I mean, you hear some horror stories of vets like just, yeah. really, that just can't handle it. And for me, like I've, I struggle and I still struggle with it a little bit, but it's not, trust me, it's nowhere near the extreme of these horror stories you see. It's, I mean, I lived on, on structure, kind of like Brad, to, like you were told what to wear every day for 22 years. You <laughs> I, you ate breakfast at 7 a.m., you had lunch at 11.30, and you had dinner at 5 o'clock, right? And then you did this, this, and this in between, um, and you saluted the flag every morning at 8 a.m., and you saluted it every night at the sunset, right? <laughs> yeah. You did that for 22 <laughs> years, and you were told where to be, when, you know, and, and then you wake up one day, and it's gone and you, you you do something from the time you're 18 to the time you're 40 and you've lost your identity like you and i'm not trying to be arrogant but i was really good at what i did oh yeah um, i mean i did it for so long and i was really really good at what i did um and then you're done and trying to figure out where do you go next and if you take your identity and just remove it out of your chest kind of like iron man and you set it away and then now you have this big hole and so for four years you're trying to find something that fits that hole like i absolutely love what i do and i'm not talking bad about what i currently do oh, no. i love it and it's great and the people i work with and all the people that i come into contact amazing things but it's just a when you're trying to fill an identity it takes a while to feel like find where your where your footing is because you did this for so long and one day, you know, that retirement day, you salute the guy who takes your job, took everything that I built for years, and now it's his. And then you walk away <laughs> and you go to bed and you wake up the next morning and you're like, Oh, I I have my first name back again. <laughs> I'm no longer senior chief or yeah. whatever. Now I'm Rick and you go to work and it's, it's, it's just, it's just different. And when you don't have the structure now, I'm in charge of my own schedule for the most part. And most people will absolutely love it. I, I, it stresses me the hell out. Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's just something that um, a lot of people, a lot of, and I'm sure like fire department guys and police officers and, and all the military, they struggle with that same thing when they're finally done. Um, I'm sure doctors and all this kind of, they, when oh, they're yeah, done, they, if you identify yourself with your career, like this Rick was in the Coast Guard for 22 years. He did this, this, and this, and this, and um, he was good at it. And um, he could have done it for another eight or nine years if he wanted to. Um, and then you wake up one day and it's gone. And what do you do then? Yeah. And they, the military does a very poor job of preparing people for that. They teach you how to get another job and this kind of stuff. And they teach, do a really poor job of how to deal with it yeah. mentally. Oh, well, I think the other thing that probably doesn't get talked about is so much of your first two years in the military, they spent breaking you down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> and then to be that, to be a certain way. And all of a sudden that the kind of the back end of it, 
you know, it's almost like they need to spend some time. I went you know, the other way. I went to school for five days at the end. This this training, and they taught me everything I needed to know about the VA and how to write a resume, how to get a job, right? And they didn't tell you that all these, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, and just an example is like everyday problems that you might have now, right? Like you just, in the grand scheme of things, sometimes I have to tell myself like, all right, is someone gonna die? Is someone gonna get shot? Is someone gonna drown? Is like something gonna catch on fire? No, these are all things like I went on phone calls with work. Like <laughs> these are all the first four questions I'm asking, blah, blah, blah. Somebody dead, somebody drowned, somebody on fire, somebody gets shot. No, okay, things are good. And so now like when you're like, oh my gosh, we're out of this or we need more sweat towels or you're like, okay, let's just. I got a big algebra test. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Like it, it's there. And so it's just trying to rewire your brain and finding um, where you're comfortable and finding that next step in life and finding, um, you know, where, where you're going to kind of find what fulfills you. And that is, that is what scares me. That's what I'm, that's, that's my fear. Like we, I mean, you, said you know what you were kind of afraid of but like what if i am like four or five years and still struggling to find where you put that little light back in your chest and kind of go there and so i'm not unique we all have that everybody oh, yeah. who listens to that has the same thing but that is just kind of you want to know who rick is that is like rick in a kind of a nutshell and you both kind of know that story I've babbled on too long, Brad. I didn't mean to every time. No, that's, that's fine. I like enjoying it. <laughs> I really was. I like to listen to people talk. Going back to the beginning, Steve flipping his hair. <laughs> that's a combination of both things, of me hating to talk and me having no self-confidence. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Well, I can tell you that I honestly believe it, I mean, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. You know, I mean, you have to believe that. And, you know, she's out there and it'll happen. I know, but I just, I just get frustrated sometimes. Oh, I, you're allowed to be. I can only manage. I bet it is frustrating. It's mostly with myself. Like, why don't you just <laughs> take that leap? It just has to grow up. Yeah. I just can't ever do it. Well, it's, it's much like Goretzky said, right? You're going to miss 100% of the chats you have today. I know. Either way, you got the no. So you might as well at least. Hey, you was thinking in terms of baseball. Cats get in the Hall of Fame hitting 300. That means like one out of every three girls has just got to say yes, right? I know. I know. One out of every three. You're in the Hall of Fame right there. 300. That's all you got to do is bat 300, Brad. I know. I just got to get over the fear. I know. We won't fix that tonight. No, we won't. Maybe you should find a, <laughs> this is a great idea. Maybe you should find like a dating place or something where you can't talk. Then now you've taken the, you've taken the one thing you're totally doing it right out of the equation. What if it was What like, I need to do is the, get an account on Bumble where a woman the, has to make the first move. The five. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I thought it's a we, dating app. I thought we took care of that. No. <laughs> I mentioned it to you too. Oh, like, oh is that real? I thought you were joking. I didn't no. know that was a real thing. 
And there's a real no, dating. They app. have these like these speed dating things where you can sit across and just text each other. You don't even have to talk. Oh, that feels very like it is so weird. It's up my alley, but but we're like you're like two feet from each other, and you're just like doing this, staring at your phone. And like, oh, I don't like that. All right, that so Bumble. I'm Googling Bumble when we're done tonight. Right, That's you it. it. You're on it. Now you have to, because if somebody's listening to this, and they if a female's listening to this, and she's like, you know what, I'll make a move on Brad. She'd go there. You wouldn't even be there. She's like, what kind of crock of crap is that? He's not even That's on why there. I said I need to get on yeah. the Bumble. I'm not on there yet. All or right. she just come to me. Uh, it's not hard to find. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right. So, our five that live is a big one this week because yes, I is. think it's kind of outside the box. So we do a lot of top five lists. Yes. And of course, this is still a list, but it's kind of a little different way of thinking. <laughs> And I was excited to do this with you because we argued about this. That's how it kind of gave birth to this. So we we're doing this week our top five most overrated things that we think are overrated. Yes. Brand number five. All right. This list could lead to some controversy everywhere on all three sides. Number five for me, though, is eating healthy. I'm not saying we should all just go out and pig out on whatever we want. We should eat healthy. I just think that it's not as fun as some people like to make it out to be. Don't look at me. I'm not. I'm just, I, when have I ever said it's fun? I, I think <laughs> these lists are going to reveal some certain things about our lives. Probably. I know. That some underlying issues we, that we all have. We may lose some friends or, or jobs. <laughs> I try to eat as healthy as I can. It's just that Listen, I like to splurge once in a while. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, uh, in my top 25, was salads like i've got a big list of these with salads whoever tells you that they like eating salads they're lying to you they're lying to you what's your number five uh michigan football now you have to what? understand you have tell to understand me. that like, i know this one already. i love michigan football yes but so do we. So do but <laughs> we you there's a certain amount of things that for some reason and i think you could throw notre dame in this too um and i mean at the college level of course that it just seems like I don't know. You know, I'm the biggest Michigan football fan as, as the next guy, but it just seems like some of these people don't think logically. And I guess maybe that's my problem isn't necessarily Michigan football, but it's like sports fans that are just yeah. way too serious about it. And you know, like, and I think I'm, I'm Michigan football for a reason is they're eight year old kids. Like, there's times where people are just going absolutely batshit crazy over an eight year old kid that honestly is more concerned if he's impressing that girl in the yeah. stands yeah, yeah. than he ever is worried about Jim Harbaugh or what, what's going on. He, he's just worried about like, Hey, is she seeing me right now? That's college sports in general. Yeah. Like it's not Michigan, but you're right. Fans like to live in the past. Yeah. yeah. It's a different time. We build up the program to something that's not. And you know, it's, a, it's weird because historically, as long as I've been alive, it's not like we won a lot of national championships. No, one. <laughs> so it's like and we I had was, to share that with Nebraska. <laughs> so, so it's not like um, it's not like we're the, like we're Alabama right now. No. All we you know every year we're in the national championship game. It's like I don't know. I don't. But at the same time, I do get it. And Lord knows I can appreciate a passionate fan base. So it's because when you go to Michigan, it's 
pounded into your head to win a conference championship, not a national championship. Well, it's because of, I don't want to get into that. So, all right. All right. Number four. Wait. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Because no, you threw us off. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Um, superhero movies. These comic book movies, bro, I'm done with them. I can understand. Overrated. That. Like, like it's okay. Cameron said, I'm over it. Do something different. Yes. I Well, I think there's – this has made me appreciate original movies all that much yeah. more. Like, when I see an original movie, you know, or a, a screenplay off a novel, I, I really appreciate yeah. it more. Because at the same time, my problem with these is they – it's like the blogging the dead problem, which we've talked a little bit about. It's strange. I'm so much of, like, this is gospel. Yeah. You know, I've read this. In the, yeah. Civil, I had a real hard time with so many more. Because there were certain things in it that were just like, just right near and dear to my heart. And when you watch it, it's just not even there. And I'm like, well, what the hell are they even yeah. doing? Why do you even bother calling it this? Because it's not even that. So that's my problem with it. And Lord knows I love this movie. I'm going to go see it the first weekend. But I want to walk out of there disappointed. I know I am. I'm just going to be like, this is stupid. My kids are going to be like, oh, that was so awesome. Yeah. And they're like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> You're right. Judging it off the I'm an old man. Yeah. I get off my lawn. It's adapted. I got to get in the chair. Stay off my lawn. Get that bike out of my grass. Uh, all, right. all right. Number four. Steve Dillon. I'm going to hate this, but it's Duke basketball. Oh, that's spider. All these recruits. Kevin one Jack squat. Just since 2013 or 15. All right, but I understand. I, I agree. I think but they are overrated every year. I'm, I'm sorry, but they are. Well, I guess it depends on how you define overrated. But I mean, they're ranked number one every. We should have done that in the beginning, right? I, I what I think has happened with Duke, and it happened with Kentucky, and it's probably gonna. It'll all depend on what the NBA decides to do here in the upcoming couple months. Is they stop worrying about? National championships, and they're probably not. Coach K would probably tell you otherwise, but they're more worried about making getting kids to the next level. They don't care about, you know, they wanted their championships. It's not judging on a banner. It's how many kids they're putting on NBA hats, and, you know, at the end of May. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that's what it is. I, I honestly don't like it. I mean, I had like at least three years out of a kid, but. At the same time, for every kid like um, Abdul Rahman, Grayson Allen, that stay four years, they almost kind of get looked down upon for staying four years now. Like, how many times have you heard Grayson Allen should have gone after his freshman year? Well, he should have. Well, but I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you, you can't, I mean, I always, you can't talk about both sides of your mouth. At the same time, somebody like Mo Wagner, who my favorite argument with Mo was he shouldn't go. He should stay one more year to develop. And I'm like, how the hell is he going to develop more at the University of Michigan when he's going to have an NBA practice, play against NBA competition, have a dietitian, not have to worry about school, and going to have three or four coaches coaching him on what to do. You're honestly going to tell me that that's, going to be, no, that's not good. This kid's going to go. I think he should stay because he needs to be more consistent. He's a up and down way too much. Well, I mean, I can't understand Get that. Get more consistent in what you're doing. In the less highs and less low. 
And, you know, the, the, argument I would, the argument I would present but, to you is he doesn't have to worry about school now, so you can do that. He doesn't have to worry about school to begin with. <laughs> he just has to go that first semester. <laughs> what are you talking about, Brad? He goes the first semester next year, then he just has to skip the rest. Oh. What do you do? Who cares? Do you want me to do my number four? Or do you want me to go first? No, I can do number four. I don't mind this change-up, but number four is a tough one for me to talk about. I mean, not really. I mean, it's how I feel. And then what we're talking about, number four for me is Alpena Hockey. Um, and that's because I grew up in this town, and I don't like it. I mean, I like Alpena. I love Alpena sports, but there's a certain – the amount of money that's spent and the amount of – I guess I'm jealous. I'm, uh, it's my hater. It's my hater aid. I wish that what families did with hockey, they would do with the other sports in town, like football and basketball. We have people that, oh, man, my kid can walk. There's three-year-old – I know there's three-year-olds floating around Northern Lights Arena right now with those little metal things on skates. Yeah. And I, if we could get, you know, those passionate parents to put basketballs or footballs or just other things, you know, and spend the amount of money that you spend for hockey to travel all around, it is obscene. Like, it's embarrassing. It's the world you're, it's the world you're living in, man. But I, I understand. So, I, and I know that hockey is ingrained in this town. So, I mean, I'm going against the gospel, but I just would, man, man. That's good. They're living in the past. They want past glory to come back. Well, you have to look at whatever happened. What happened was the year the ice diggers, that semi-pro team started, you took away some talent. I mean, if Eric Peterson goes and plays on the defensive line for Alpena High School, Alpena won the city championship that year. Well, we do. So, and what happened is you have, you've had, I should say had, up until recently, all that talent gets pushed out of town or was taken off our team. So, I mean, if you were to take some of those kids and put them back on our team, we would be just as dominant as we were. Problem is, is it's changed, as you said. Now, the semi-pro thing, which you would rarely hear about back in our yeah. – is almost normal now. Yeah. Our kids leaving and traveling to other areas for better chances at things, which I'm not knocking, you know. Um, but that's my number four overrated thing. Right. All right. I'm gonna. I'm flinching on this one, but the entire Star Wars series. It's blasphemy. Overrated. It's it's. You know. You can't mean four, five, and six. I'm if you want to go one, two, three, I, seven, I can't. Even, eight. I can't even count them now. But like, are you like the, the Avengers, the, where you're you're the, Star Wars out, bro? Like, no. The, the, what is so great about these movies? You know why they're so popular? Because you have a crazy fanatical fan base. You take that fan base away, they suck. The storyline is horrible. Oh my god! Inter listen, entertaining? Yes. Am I going to wait in line at nine o'clock for a midnight showing on a effing Monday? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, we've had this before when we did our greatest movies. I think Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest movies of all time. Luke, I am your father. Okay, it's a new hope. Isn't that far behind? It's a, it's a, it's a. You're being attacked. I know. I know. I thought this was a safe place. Brad's got the pitchfork. I got the lighted torch. I thought this was a safe place. This is a safe place. I don't listen. When we start talking about overrated, it doesn't mean they're horrible. It's just like I can understand. Gotcha. I don't get it. I sit there. No. Even when I went and saw Return of the Jedi as a kid, I'm like, what the hell is this? 
<laughs> what the hell is this? It's Ewoks. Overrated. Number three. Number three for me is advanced analytics. No. I don't even know what that is. Now, when you sent me this today, because we kind of share our list so we can talk a little bit about it. I didn't know, were you talking about advanced analytics in life? No, were you talking about sports? sports? Okay. Sports. So sabermetrics. Okay. I know it was sabermetrics. I I thought you were talking some accountant stuff. Charles Barkley had the best thing on sabermetrics. Did you ever ever hear that? I will send it to you right after this. He said... Sabermetrics was invented by the nerd that sat on the end of the bench so he could feel like he's cool. <laughs> he's, so he's feeling like he's the cool kid on the sports team. I'll have to find it, but it's absolutely hilarious. I agree with it. <laughs> what just happened to old-fashioned stats? The eye test. It's, I'd rather watch the game to see who's playing better than these stupid things of war. The 06 Red Sox. I guess it's more I don't understand it. So well, I mean, Billy being a stupid money ball. It worked. He didn't win anything? For a time being. I think the problem with sabermetrics. money. Yes. And I was just getting there. There's money involved now. And that's what changed it. So it became as Miguel Cabrera is a great example now. We're paying all this money to Miguel Cabrera. And he's hitting whatever he's hitting and he's hitting X amount of home runs now. And you have to ask yourself, well, could we just take that money we're spending on him, divide it up into two other positions and still get the 40 home runs and the, the 350 hitter? And the answer a lot of times is yes. Well, yeah. That isn't from advanced analytics. It's not. It's from watching the players play. <laughs> I agree. Okay. I'm with you. My number three overrated thing is running a marathon. And that's because I did it. Yes. And there's nothing more miserable. And I wish I never deleted that Tumblr post because I wrote a, a, I wrote miles 1 through 20, 26 on what it was like. And so I wish I, and I was one of the best blog posts I've ever done. And I wish I would have saved it because I tell you what, there's nothing I can think of that's more overrated well, it's not my number one thing, yeah. but it is easily up there. Um, the amount of training you have to do, and really you get it done, and everybody's like, hey, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then it's just done, and you're like, I don't think you understand. Like, You you and 10 million other people ran one this year. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I almost peed myself. Like, I, I actually thought about, do I just keep running and just wet myself, like that NASCAR driver did the one weekend? Like, what, is it worth me going to the bathroom right now? And it's not, obviously. I know that now, but... That's what they do at the Tour de France. Yeah. yeah. No. On a bike, just pee yourself. I agree. Overrated. You ran a marathon. I run one, and I would yeah. never ran, run another one again. Yeah. And as a, the most miserable thing I've ever done. Miles 22 through 26. Dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, mine started at about 16. Oh. Never again. But you know what's not as bad as running a marathon? Or what is worse than running a marathon? My number three, Dave Matthews Band. Yes. I knew Brad would like that. Let's start with this. When we're talking overrated, go back to the Star Wars thing. Great musicians, I don't get it. You know what makes them popular? Their crazy fan base. Well, the reason they have, the reason that these things have crazy fan base is because they're really good. No. 
They're generic. At one point, Listen, they were good. They're generic. They're How safe. They're generic. They're generic and they're safe. How are they? You safe? know why they're safe? Because they're kind of on the edge, but it gives people say, "Hey, we like." It's like clout. We're like, oh, we like Dave Matthews. Oh, really? Like, you you can't come up with another band that's a little bit out there that oh, what makes you look back. Cool? No, <laughs> <laughs> you're going the other direction. <laughs> they're generic and they're safe. Like, when you ask somebody who they like, or what kind of music they like, what, what do you often get? You get like, I don't know. I like everything. No, that means you like nothing. Like something. Well, and don't like Dave Matthews. I love these jam bands. bands are horrible, and I well see, and, and all their music sounds exactly the same. Now, now we're getting into the root, I think, of what's going on here. Like, I can understand full jam bands. You can, you can feel the hatred coming out right now. You know, I like that. I get. It. I understand that. Like fish, oh, horrible. Yeah, yeah so I, horrible. <laughs> Eric Gernot is not happy with me right now. I just want to let you. Know I'm that. sorry. He is I'm sorry. Shaking his head. Fish is horrible. He has his hand, and I can see it yeah, going back. Pulling his hair his back. Hair. Yeah. Oh, no. Man. Sorry, good musicians. Not is not a knock on. Yeah, what great musicians they are. It is just the style and Grateful Dead, Dave Matthews, oh. Fish, um, Jimmy Buffett. Oh yeah, and I think Kenny Chesney's getting there. What it is, it's not the music. The music is secondary. It's that live event festival yeah. once a year pilgrimage where you get to come together and do this thing. And I think that's what fans like. It's. Like I said, the music has become secondary yes, yes. things. I can see that. Number two. I'll tell you what we do. We each learn an instrument. <laughs> Start and we just man. find somebody who mumbles. The same like, like the partial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I knew this was going to be like this. I knew it, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. Number two is Oberon. This is the most overrated beer I've ever had. Every time I've had it, it has tasted like puke. <laughs> Whoa. That was that was that escalated like, a lot. That got out of hand quickly. Yeah. That's more that's more than overrated. This coming but from everybody Brad, loves it. You should understand something. All so, I hear is, oh, Oberon's coming out. It's Oberon season. So our I viewers, don't care. So our viewers need to understand something about you. That Brad drank steel reserves for a long time in his life. So I'd rather drink that than Oberon. <laughs> Anyway, I'll stop yelling. No, it's good. What? Okay. What I want. This is everyone listening. Like that's Brad's passion right coming out right yeah. there. I guess I should have been number one. There's some anger. I I can see that. See what I didn't expect from you, and like even when um, Steve talks about it, like you're such great Michigan guys. Like I love Michigan, right? And that's what you got, and so do I. So like Michigan things. Oberon is a Michigan thing, meaning like it's an event, right? The beer, I will wholeheartedly agree with you. The beer is nothing special. The beer is nothing special itself. It's just there's a hundred other ones out there that are like it. Um, some that are even better, but it is a Michigan event. Well, it's the unofficial start of spring. Yeah, and that's whether they they they, they were they were smart. They about took it. Older, they took it over and they ran we with are it. Going to make the, the unofficial, yeah, and. and Good for them. I I completely agree with you. The beer, just the, and I, I was there, like I used to love it, and I'm like this is great, and then you you know you taste of all, but um, it I still like it. It's it's a Michigan thing, man. Like I was surprised from you. 
Bill's makes good beer. I just it's not their best. I don't think Oberon. <laughs> Oberon is not their best. You're right. Oberon, you know what Oberon <clears throat> is? It's the Dave Matthews of music. It's safe and it's generic. Yes, Go for it, brother. What's your number two? I can't even talk about it right now. <laughs> You've not only dumped on Star Wars and I told Dave you. Matthews I sent you a text. Time. I'm divisive. You hit me below the belt with a Duke basketball thing, but I'm all right. Moving on. Number two, being skinny. And what I mean by that is, like, and I guess I, I shouldn't say what is up with you? skinny. You don't like eating healthy. You don't want to be skinny. It's not that. I, I skinny, And I realize that we've talked about this. Skinny is not what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. It's the almost shame that's associated with, like, you know, I, I've, I've nowhere near as skinny as I was at one point in my life. And people come up to me, and even to this day now, people have been like, oh, that's what you're eating, huh? And I'd be like, it yep. makes me want to order a second one and eat it right in front of them. Like, yep, I am. Yeah, I'm gonna eat it. And I'm gonna eat two of them actually now, just despite you. Like, you know, and mm-hmm. I just frankly like microbeer way too much to ever think oh, about yeah. ever trying to be right. like, you know. And I look back at how like at one point I remember when I got in with an ultimate reset. I looked on the scale yeah. and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And I don't. That's the, I know we try not to swear on this, but I remember at one point I was like, that's not good. That's not like healthy or anything about that well the sort so we don't want you to be skinny well i mean it should be healthy kbs right? is the one to be, i mean KBS. michigan breweries don't want to be austin brothers but anyways but i there is a definite um you don't want to go too far the other way with it which i have you know this is a whole different this is a whole other topic we could talk about yeah. like finding where you're happy at in yeah. life and which what is the right way and so I, I know what you're talking which about. Which I said, I guess, now that I look back at it, it probably is like something else. But anyways, <laughs> so you're number one, Brad. Wait, oh, no, I got number two. two. I'm sorry. We got out of order. I know. I'm throwing you guys off. No, it's okay. The Sandys. We yeah. saw that again. When he, I, texted I, I, that. I can't. No, it's way overrated. This is the old Coast Guard guy coming back. Okay, so. I, I like. Are you talking about like Long Lake, Grand Lake, or just Sandys overall? Like well, anything like boat tailgating? Um, originally, I'm talking Long Lake, Grand Lake, but like in general, the, the Sandys are everywhere. I mean, you go around the right. country, they're they're everywhere. They're right here in Florida. You're like, it's it's all the same, right? You pull boats up, you anchor, you play music, you get drunk, you do this, this, and this, and then you drive home. And, and you shouldn't be driving home. You shouldn't be. Like, let's forget all the. Let's just forget all the. Um, the, the laws you're breaking or the danger you're putting yourself in or the danger you're putting your freaking kids in, right? And, and stuff like this. And I'm not, this is, this is uh, like for everybody who's listening, this is just a general statement. Right. Like, I know not everybody is like this. Yeah. Trust me, I know. But you're asking, you're, you're, you're talking to a guy who has seen the worst of the worst when it comes oh, to as the Sandys. And, and the Sandys, I'm doing it in the air quotes, right? Um, but also a guy who's partaked in it. And I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like I enjoy being out in the sun and going for a ride on the boat and listening to music and having a drink, but just, you know what? I don't get it. There was a I point in my it. life. And I think maybe is it now cause I'm almost 45 well, and it's just not the thing anymore. This is like, me you know, being I, old man get off my lawn, <laughs> which I've become like just these past two years, I've become old man yeah. get off my lawn. But there, were, there was a point in my life where I was like, man, I just want to go see people. 
And like, so like, it's Sunday at one o'clock and it's gorgeous out. Where is everybody? Yeah. Everybody's at the tank. He says, where everybody's at? That's where we got to go. I've reached a whole different point in my life now where I'm like, it's Sunday at one o'clock. Everybody's at the Sandys. So I'm going to go downtown scoops because there's nobody in there. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. All right. Number one. My, Are we there? Number one. Yes. My number one is Eminem. Not the candy, but the rapper. Man has know. all the what talent. What is going on today? The man has all the talent in the world, but his music sucks. You can't stand it. I think his getting flustered again. Grammys and awards would say otherwise. Grammys don't mean jack squat. Okay, how about the millions of records he sold? But again, I, I go ahead. I mean, finish. I'm sorry. Abba sold millions of records. Their voices of angels. And forget that. <laughs> there are many people who have sold millions of records who shouldn't have sold millions of records. I am. Seriously, yes. another like Michigan icon that I thought you would You're be just all like over. shitting on everything. I mean, I'd rather listen you to want to drill, You must want to drill the Great Lakes. I'd rather listen to Royce to Five Nine. Okay, drill the Great Lakes. <laughs> I mean, I mean let's just start fracking under the yeah, Mackinac Bridge. I mean, like we need more pipeline fires under the. Right. You're killing. I was surprised, but I, you know what? I don't, I, I agree with him. He's got a couple, but come on. Come on. Lately, his music has been, you know, not as good as some of his past stuff. But. Yeah. So I'll just tell you and this. And we, can talk, place and we, get, we, can, we can talk about rappers another time, but I was just watching a special with Jay-Z in it, and Jay-Z gave him some, some oh. love. And, like, lyrically... The beats that he the beats that he puts together and and how he just kind of pop 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 pop. Was that David Letterman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Eminem is really good at what he does. Um, But just if you're gonna throw a general, yeah, I could see he's not as. I used to like him, but then he just it just. You don't like change. I just started to find his music garbage. You don't like change, do you? You don't like sober people, is what you're trying to say right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Number one for me, which I mean, I've always felt this way for a long time, and again, I have a bias on this. And my number one most rated thing of all time is Traverse City. And I don't even flinch. I'll look at anybody in the face and tell them that. I don't understand why people, and maybe Mackinac Island, you probably could throw on that too. Yeah, but yeah. the problem is, is like when I have people that come that aren't from the area, uh-huh. like, oh my god, I want to go to Traverse City. It's so cool over there. Or the people that think Traverse City is better than Alpena. That annoys the crap out of me, too, which we had to deal with growing up the whole time. So there is some past history over there. But, yeah, I just don't get it. Like, yeah. We've got everything good. I don't want to say maybe not everything, but a lot of the good that Traverse City has without the bad. Does that make sense? 100%. the traffic is miserable in the summertime. Like usually when I go over there in the summertime, I'm driving through Traverse city to get over to like empire and all this other, and it's, it's miserable to get through. So we I can see Traverse that. city during the summertime. Yeah. Why, it's like, you should not go there. I remember this last summer, Aaron came home, had some friends and then Aaron, they came up for 4th of July. So you see us do pictures and all this crazy stuff of like 4th of July. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, like, man, that looks like a blast. That's where we want to go. And then it was like, before the July was like, what was it on a 
Was it Friday or there? something weird like that? Sunday, Monday, Monday or Tuesday or something. Anyways, they whatever it was, <laughs> they wanted to go the Sunday or the Saturday that was associated that weekend to Traverse City. During Cherry like, Fest. That's I was like, awesome. why are you I don't understand why you want what but we've heard really good things. Like you you don't want to do that. Like I understand what you want to do. You don't want to do that. Like that's not something you want to do. I'll see you later. Yeah. No. You'll just sit there gridlocked on something you do the whole time. When you go there, you get you go broke. So that is like like so. What 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 grade do they have? They've got some good restaurants, but you can get those quality restaurants at other towns in Michigan. Like yeah, I agree with you. That's a good one. Are right, you ready? I'm ready. ready. I don't know. What be, you know I... what it's going to be, and this is like this. Every overrated list I do, this is always my number one. Bourbon barrel aged anything. Well, I'm glad. Mainly I'm beer. I can handle that. Mainly beer. That can make me sigh. Mainly beer. It's it's so overrated. And the only thing that should be aged in bourbon barrels is bourbon. <laughs> bourbon, right? The beer stuff, I don't get it. And I think that what... I mean, we're all microbrew fans here, and I think what it's just become popular. And so another one was like, "Hey, we want to do this, and we want to do this, and we want to do this." And it's just not. It's kind of getting like the New England IPA thing. Everybody's doing one, and it's just. Are they horrible? No, I'll 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 drink one, but I I just don't get well, it. Well, just because you can do it doesn't it. mean you should. Yes, yeah. I just I'm over it. So you're calling Slender baseball garbage. It wasn't coming too trendy. It was. I didn't say it was garbage. That was a good beer. Ironically, beer barrel aged whiskey is pretty good. I've New, I've never had that. New, New Holland does one. They is I I, they, I think they call it a bourbon, but you can, I mean, if you're playing by the rules, you can't <coughs> technically call it bourbon. But they they do some whiskeys. Which Michigan is getting really big. That's their next big thing. Is like all these Michigan distilleries here coming up. So all those bourbon beers kind of have gotten to the point where they tasted the same, yeah. with the exception this summer. I tried Doom. Oh my god! <laughs> and you know what's actually interesting is that I was on the founders page and they were like talking about bourbon, bourbon, yeah. whatever, and they were like everything's great except for that Doom's crap. I love the Doom. Yeah, I heard I thought, that too. I thought Doom was probably one of the best beers I've had this last year. And of course you had to be careful with it too. It was yeah. like 12% yeah. bread and I met them. Oh, that's delicious. Yeah. And I like when they took something, and I think that's the problem with all that is it's almost like how much coffee and bourbon can we pack in this drink and make it taste that way. And that was what was nice about doom is was almost like, okay, we're not going to pack all that coffee in there. And yeah. I mean, there was still some of that undertone, but it was a much lighter drinking bourbon barrel drink than it was. I heard that too. It was different from some of the stuff they've done in the past and a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. So yeah, more for time. you. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. It came out like mid-June. Yeah. So hopefully they'll come out with it again. Yeah. Let me pick cool. Up so that's our overrated list. Yeah. Anything that's else? Fine. Any honorable mentions you want to throw in there? I had more, but I forgot what they were. Anything else you want to add in? No, I think I've upset you enough tonight. I'm good. I had. We we want to talk. 
did I ever tell you black and white photography? Overrated. Black I, and yeah, white. yeah. Um, two things that were on the list for me, and they all just were on. One was the Kardashians, but I cut them <laughs> off because I felt like I didn't want to give them any more airtime than they already get. And the second one was owning a house. Um, I just, I don't, I mean, I think owning a house is a really big deal. Yeah. I think it's awesome, but I think just think sometimes it gets made out to be a bigger thing than it. Yeah. And Nick Stefan is just absolutely angry at me right now. <laughs> Couldn't tell me that three months ago. <laughs> like, where are we at that one now? You jerk. You're good. You're good. So that's Cheers. our five minutes live. All right. All right. to say all right everybody that was our episode for tonight i'd like to thank rick for coming by telling us his story giving us a very controversial top five list appreciate that oh my god steve is still shook next week we have griffin from the local basket case the local basket oh, case man. so we're gonna talk a lot of things michigan all right maybe a little coffee Maybe we could talk Griffin and bring us a coffee, Sounds which like I don't know if I need at 8 o'clock in the night. No, probably not. I'm an old man now, like I said, so I'll be up all night. Work on it yeah, my paper will hopefully be done by next by this weekend. That's my goal, to have it done by Saturday so I can relax. So, Thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. you want to say? No, man, it was great. We're going to do it again. A lot of fun. Shout out to Henry Owen, as always. Mm-hmm. Zach and Maddie. Do you do you need to you listen at all? I don't think so. You need to get on that. Well, I can't wait to have Maddie on. Zach is going to start out, and then he's going to leave five minutes yeah, after, and he's, he's going to go in the living room. I'm sure attention space. Yes. I told, I told Austin to listen, but he said he's got to do his own podcast. So I like that he has his own podcast. It's <clears throat> horrible. What? It's great. <laughs> his. Hey, listen, you got to listen. I, real quick, I know you're trying to close. His. You'll love this. I listened to one that they did the last one. They did their beer of the week. Guess what their beer of the week was? Oberon. You better freaking believe it. <laughs> I hooked him up with a bottle of something yeah. for that. <clears throat> I heard he was doing a beer of the week for his pot. So I went into the fridge and gave him something from my stash. Really? So well, if he wants some more Oberon, I got two of my refrigerators. You want his reason why he loves it? One of them is it's the only beer in a can that he likes. And two, it doesn't taste bad warm. Those are the reason why he gives that he likes it. Well, maybe I'll walk these two cans out. You're you're a rock star, brother. Oh, man. I love that kid. I will tell you, one of my gifts are celebrate this year. I know we haven't gotten there, and I'm not really there yet spiritually. But I I do have 2018, 17, 16, and 15. I have a four-pack of KBS and one bottle of each year. That we're going to be auctioning off. I have no idea what that will probably Jeez. go for. So, but that's kind three, of that was donated three, from three or four dollars. <laughs> it's for that. charity, you so it better that. be three fifty. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. We'll see you guys next week.